What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hello, Permission Nation. This is Charles Specht. I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It is great to have you with us today. And I thought I would do something a little bit different. Kind of fun, maybe a little bit different, but obviously a great reminder specifically about what you need to do in order to build your book of business to a million dollars or more. And so back in uh, around 2017, I wrote an ebook called The Millionaire Producer. And the whole focus of this particular ebook was to talk about different things that you need to do in order to create and build a million dollar or more book of business through selling insurance. And so the whole idea is the millionaire producer. And I want to kind of like go through some of these particular aspects of this ebook because I really feel that these, these ideas, these truths are a little bit timeless and they really help you understand what works and what doesn't work when you're trying to build your book of business. And so here we go. We're going to dive right into this thing. The Millionaire Producer is the title. The subtitle is Seven Steps in the Fastest, Smartest, Most Ethical Approach to Building a $1 Million Book of Business. Seven Steps in the Fastest, Smartest, Most Ethical Approach to Building a $1 Million Book of Business. And so I started out the book a little bit about permission, why permission matters. Let's be clear about something. Nothing important happens in the sales cycle until the insured signs a piece of paper for you. Therefore, earning the client's permission and collecting signed broker of record letters is the smartest move you can make in the sales process. That really is the reason why I named my company Permission Group to begin with. It's now Permission Network, but I started off as Permission Group. Permission is everything. And so I teach, I consult, I help insurance producers like yourselves discover how to be both highly successful and extremely profitable in their insurance careers. The whole focus of everything that I talk about is permission. Really, that's what the broker of record letter is all about. When the insured signs your piece of paper assigning their current policies over to you, they have now given you permission. You have permission to represent them. And so I teach insurance agents a systemized process that empowers them to stop wasting time offering renewal quotes to their prospects, prospects, frankly, who haven't yet given you permission, who don't trust you, who don't like you, who don't know you yet, who haven't really like bought into everything. Stop wasting time offering renewal quotes and instead build a million-dollar book of business through signed broker record letters. Really is a beautiful thing. And so my philosophy of insurance sales is centered around the ideal of, uh, idea of permission. Some call it sales. Others refer to it as persuasion. But I firmly believe that what matters most to you is that you secure your prospect's permission. 
You know, targeting the broker of record letter, frankly, I really believe is the perfect answer for any and every insurance producer or salesperson out there. I mean, it's, it's a great way in which to prospect, even if you're a brand new producer with no book of business whatsoever. Maybe you find yourself in the camp of a producer who's a, a struggling producer stuck at a book of business around 100 grand. Well, the broker of record letter would be a great process for you. It's also good for those seasoned producers who are coasting on a $350,000 book. And even I coach and work with a lot of high-performing producers who have a million-dollar book of business or even several million dollars, and they're trying to like increase it to the next million. So it really works for a lot of different people depending upon where you're at. So getting permission, frankly, is everything when it comes down to your prospecting approach. Do you have the permission of your prospects or not? Frankly, the difference is between winning and losing. If you have permission, you have the insured's willful expectation to allow you to go through the entire marketplace and get what needs to be done on their behalf. That really is the goal. If you don't have permission, you are a mudslinger. You're in the chicken business. You're just throwing mud against the sea, against the wall to see what sticks. And so I really believe that the entire aspect of permission is helping insurance producers like yourself understand the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. And so permission nation, as we're going through this, you know, even in this, uh, this ebook that I put together. And by the way, you can go and get a copy of it off my website. It's free. Um, you do have to put in your email address in order to get it, but you can get a free copy of The Millionaire Producer. And the first aspect that I really want to dive into here is collect signatures and serve happiness. That's what we do. We collect signatures, we serve happiness. Collect signatures, serve happiness. And so really the, the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a million-dollar book of business through the signed BORs but you have to first earn the insured's permission and then gather their signatures on your BORs. I mean, building a million-dollar book of business really is that simple and straightforward. And so I want you to think about this. Stop quoting insurance renewals for people who don't yet fully trust you. If the insurance buyer fully trusted you, the, insurance, the insured would gladly sign any broker of record letter for you. They really would. But if they haven't given you their full trust, their permission, that's why you are still quoting. I really believe that if you're going through a quoting process, that means that the insured hasn't given you full permission yet. They don't yet trust you. They still, at that very moment, are trusting their current insurance agent more than you. Therefore, it's very difficult to win in a normal competitive quoting process. Whoever actually has the permission is much more likely to win the business in the end. And so stop quoting insurance renewals for people who don't yet fully trust you. Can I say that again? I believe that with all my heart. I sure hope that you do too. Stop quoting insurance renewals for people who don't yet fully trust you. Frankly, quoting insurance is a huge waste of your time. It's a huge waste of your energy. It's a huge waste of your agency's resources. So just stop quoting on renewals. Just stop. Look, I'm, I'm also not against quoting, by the way. I'm just really against sort of the foolish, uh, mindless, throw mud against the wall to see what sticks kind of quoting. There's, there's many instances in which quoting is okay and maybe even preferable, and maybe even you have to. I'm not going to be getting into those issues right now, but I'm just telling you that, for the most part, quoting is a waste of time. What should you do instead? Well, serve happiness, collect signatures. 
make the insured very happy, satisfied, loyal to what you would have to offer going forward and collect signatures. By serving happiness, I mean you should be doing everything possible to make the insured feel comfortable with you, with your agency, with your ability to consistently deliver value day after day. And really the issue there in that sentence is value. Value is the key word, not what you would consider valuable because the insurance buyer doesn't care necessarily about what you consider valuable. Your agency, your people, your markets, your reputation, how long you've been in business, all of that. That's really not what the insured thinks of as valuable. Value is defined by them. And when you've created enough value and solved major problems for the prospect, your insured will likely, happily sign all of the broker of record letters you want for them. That really is the first part of building a million-dollar book of business. Serve happiness, collect signatures. The second part really here is that you are licensed for persuasion and not sales. You're not in the sales business, you're in the persuasion business. In the same way that you're not in the quoting business, you're in the permission business. But this sort of second chapter here of this ebook is that you are licensed for persuasion, not sales. Now look, you, you studied diligently, you, you sat for your insurance license exam, you passed it with flying colors, and now you're ready to start selling insurance. Well, I suggest you slow down a minute and just really consider what you're planning to do next. If you're planning to just sell insurance, you're probably going to lose the race. If, however, you focus on persuading the minds of the insurance buyers, you're going to be a major player in the insurance industry for years to come. So focus on gaining the insured's attention by solving their biggest, most frustrating problems in their industry. Once you, listen, once you fully understand what the insured's needs and desires are, you can then articulate their desires and needs back to the insured more clearly than even he or she ever could. And the insured will ultimately assume you've got the answer. And therefore, you're one step closer to the signed broker of record letter. Persuade the insured's thinking by delivering on your promises and only ever promise what you can deliver. Persuasion is a part of the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. Number three, this one is a hard one for insurance agents, let me tell you. Number three, think big. Nope, think bigger. Not merely big, not what you think is big, but bigger than that. I've said this in the past, but it's, I think, important to kind of reiterate. It was probably the best, best learning moment I ever had in my entire career. Best learning moment. The idea, the concept, the reality of what it means to think bigger. After my first full year of selling insurance, I only wrote about 135000 of commission from a total of about 30 new clients. Now, you might be saying, well, that's a pretty good year. First year ever in the insurance business, $135,000 of commission, 30 new clients. Yeah, it was pretty good. But I also began to realize that there's just no way I'm going to be able to continue to do that and replicate it and do renewals and so forth and really ultimately you know, get to the point where I felt that I'm now successful. I'm making the kind of money that I want. The average revenue size, unfortunately, was only around like 4,500 bucks. And so therefore, I would have needed, listen to this, I would have needed 223 clients at that revenue size in order to hit a million dollar book of business. 223 clients at 4,500 bucks of total revenue per insured. It's just, there's no way I was going to get 223 clients. Almost literally impossible. So halfway into my second career as a PNC producer, I decided that going forward, 
The first policy I would ever write for a new client must be no less than $20,000 of annualized revenue. That is commission and or broker fees from value-added services. Okay, $20,000 of annualized revenue per client. Now, my change in thought led me to have to prospect bigger accounts that were around fifty to $75,000 of annual revenue. I mean, I just decided that I'm going to have to like prospect some of these bigger accounts in order for it to win. Now, mind you, at the time, I was around 24, 25 years old. I, I looked young. It was obvious that I didn't have a lot of experience. I really wasn't even targeting anything different, if you will, in regards to the industry compared to what I went after the first year when I wrote the 30-plus clients. I was still going after contractors. I was just going after bigger ones. And so that second year... I wrote 375000 of new business commission, but I only had 15 new clients. The difference was the average revenue was around $25,000 per client in that second year. Again, still young, still inexperienced. The only thing that changed was the size of the account. I went much bigger, and I had to. It wasn't just something that I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. It's that the agency told me, great job, Charles, $4,500 per account. Good. Um, unfortunately, we don't pay producers for those. We consider anything under $5,000 of revenue commission as a house account. And so I was forced to go bigger. Best thing that ever happened to me. My advice to you, start targeting larger revenue generating accounts. Break out of the status quo of sales mediocrity and target larger accounts. Frankly, there isn't much difference in the amount of work it takes to write an account that's $4,500 of commission versus a $25,000 commission account. For all intents and purposes, it was basically the same kind of stuff. They just had a few more vehicles, a little bit more payrolls, a little bit more sales, and that was about it. Really, the issue was in my head. The issue was in my head thinking, well, that's just too big of an account. But that's really the issue. It's, it's not just start thinking bigger. It's, it's bigger than big. you got to really think bigger and prospect larger accounts. Thinking bigger is an important piece to the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. Now we got the fourth chapter. Stop quoting insurance renewals. Listen to me. Just stop it. Just stop, stop quoting insurance renewals. You don't have to quote. You literally don't have to. You could do other things. You could prospect, find accounts that aren't happy with their current agent, provide your solutions after uncovering the pains, and ask for the signature on a signed BFR before moving forward to solve all those problems. There's a lot of things you could do, but it's really more of a, a mindset, the mindset shift. Stop quoting insurance renewals. Like most brand new insurance agents, I started out my career by grabbing a telephone book. Maybe you didn't do that, but that just kind of goes to show how old I was, but Started out by grabbing a telephone book and calling business owners to see if I could offer a quote on their upcoming renewals. As if somehow like offering a quote was the end goal in mind. I mean, nobody pays you money for offering quotes, but we just sort of assume that's what we're supposed to do, even though we don't really have to. It was purely a numbers game at first. The reason for this is selling by numbers mindset was because that's how nearly every other producer in town is accustomed to selling insurance. I would suspect that likely at your agency and the other producers who are in your city, that's what they do. They sell by numbers. They go through a quoting game. It really is the status quo for the most part when it comes to the insurance business. If that mindset of quoting is also your current status quo, by the way, you will waste countless hours every month for the rest of your life quoting on renewals that you will never actually win. 
The incumbent agent retains the business 92% of the time on average, and so you will end up wasting a lot of time. Hours of driving, loss runs, and claim data collection, putting together accord applications, filling out supplemental questionnaires, emailing back and forth, loss control, job site visits, negotiating terms and conditions with underwriters, preparing glossy proposals, driving again second time, third time, maybe a fourth time, meeting with the insured again to go over your quotes, not to mention the hours sitting by the telephone waiting to hear whether or not they're going to go with you. I mean, really, all of that is a waste. One of the most profitable things that I and almost every other producer who is being successful could ever that I ever did was to simply stop quoting insurance renewals altogether. Just stop. I know it feels weird. It seems strange. It goes against the grain of what you were used to, what you were taught. But really, I just ask you, take a step back, take a look at all that you're doing and ask yourself, does this make sense? for what I'm trying to accomplish. Just because it was always done that way doesn't mean it needs to be done that way in this day and age. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. I would, even kind of thinking back as a producer, I would prospect like I normally did, but in most cases, I simply chose not to offer quotes on renewals in a competitive bid arrangement. Unless I had access to a closed program that, that couldn't be beat on either price or coverage, choosing not to quote, frankly, was the best decision I ever made for myself. And um, sometimes, I think like most people, there were times in which I broke my rule. And whenever I did break that unwritten rule of mine, I usually regretted it in the end. I didn't win the business. I thought, oh, there's a shot. I really like this person. Nope, didn't win it. Quoting very rarely works. It's actually, um, if you think about it, quite interesting to see the expression on the insurer's face when you let them know that you don't quote insurance renewals and that you're not really interested in quoting theirs either. I mean, frankly, most insurance buyers are amazed at that. And I was able to set myself apart from the competition Competition simply due to that firm stance alone. I would courteously, tactfully, professionally inform the business owner that I didn't need to practice quoting because I already had the answers they were looking for. I would then outline the answers I had to the problems and frustrations that they already explained to me. I would go through and explain the timeline of services that I would guarantee that it would all occur within, and I would openly share my fee structure, that is the compensation, commission, broker fees, whatever it was, to make it happen. I would let them know, based upon the, the premiums that they were paying over the course of the year, the insurance carrier typically pays out this, com- this commission percentage. That's what their current agent is is getting and not providing any services, I would be receiving that commission and provide the services for them going forward. And that my goal for them was not quoting their insurance renewals. It was to get the insured to understand the value that I was suggesting to them. Just like, remember, you also need to kind of listen to this permission nation. Listen, insurance buyers absolutely hate bidding out their insurance every year. 
or even multiple times per year if they have multiple policies that come up in a year. It's very confusing to the average non-insurance person, very frustrating, and actually it's quite expensive. I mean, most insurance buyers would much rather trust one insurance agent who knows what he or she's doing, give them permission to access all the carriers and sign over their insurance to them by a broker of record letter. They really would. If, that is, if, however, they knew that the broker of record letter existed. But usually they don't. Your job, Permission Nation, your job as the insurance producer is to provide value, offer solutions to the insurance problems, and collect signed broker of record letters, period. That's what we are supposed to do. Most insurance buyers would rather trust one agent, give him or her permission to access all the carriers and assign their insurance over to them, knowing that you would be the best agent to to work with going forward. So listen, stop quoting on the renewals of business owners who don't know you, like you, or fully trust you yet. Instead, spend the hours you'll save by differentiating yourself in the marketplace as a problem solver. That is part of the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. How about the fifth one here? This one you hear me talk about so much. I'm excited about it because it's so important. The riches are in the micro niches. You know the whole uh, the word niche? Probably best um, pronounced niche. I don't pronounce it niche. You want to know why? Because it doesn't rhyme with rich. The riches are in the micro niches. Most insurance producers today are quasi-generalists. Most insurance producers claim to be in a niche when it comes to the type of business they prospect. Maybe that's you. But really what I've noticed is that most producers define an industry as their niche. They say, well, construction is my niche or manufacturing, real estate, food and beverage. Uh, they, they really define an industry as their niche, and that's why many of them are not as successful as they could be. So here are just some examples of industries. I mentioned a few of them, construction, manufacturing. How about healthcare? Agriculture. Well, that's one that I hear a lot. Agriculture. Uh, any of these is an industry. It's not a niche. The key, permission nation, the key is to drill down. And then when you feel you've drilled down, drill down even more on exactly what you will be the best of the best at. Because at the end of the day, in order to really convince your prospect that you are the best choice of which agent to do business with, you have to be able to come across to them as the best of the best at what they're in, whatever their unique micro niche is. Really, what the million-dollar insurance producers do differently is that they micro niche. Not just niche, but drill down, micro, get very, very focused on what they're doing. So rather than focus on construction, maybe your broader niche would be plumbing subcontractors. But your micro niche would be to know everything there is about the residential multi-unit track development contractors who are focused on plumbing near the ocean. Maybe that would be the type of prospect you would go after at. I'm just using it as an example, but you need to drill down and get very, very clear on what you are going to be the best of the best at. Are you listening, Permission Nation? It's so important. When you focus on a micro niche within a narrow specialization, you'll be known among those business owners as the go-to insurance person for that business, that business's industry. You will gain a reputation for yourself. You will also get a lot of referrals from that particular industry because they will see you as the obvious choice of which business to do, uh, which agent to do business with. 
Now, I know of a, a number of um, insurance producers who have more than a million-dollar book of business. You might as well. However, you probably don't know too many that have a $2 million or a $3 million or a $5 million book of business. I know of very few of them as well, just because there's not too many of them out there. Um, I know of some producers who have a $10 million uh, business, $12 million and so forth. And I can tell you there is not a single one on that list who is considered themselves a generalist. They are very focused at what they do inside their micro niches. Again, the riches are in the micro niches. Focus, Permission Nation, listen to me, focus, focus, focus a little bit more into your micro niche. The narrower the focus, the the narrower the niche, the more profitable it will be for you. Drill down on your expertise in a very narrow segment of a niche and stay there. Don't get squirrel syndrome and start going after this and then go go after that. Nope. Write only the business that is in that micro niche. Micro niche specialization is an important piece to the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. Here is another one. The sixth chapter, if you will. This is an interesting one. It's also one, frankly, that I think most insurance agencies have a hard time doing. But um, create fee-based products. Create fee-based products. Now, by the way, talk to your insurance agency owner, your principal, the partner, whoever kind of of makes the decisions and ask them, is this something we can do, want to do? Are we even allowed to do it in our state? I'm not an attorney. Go talk to an attorney. But creating fee-based products was one of those eye-opening moments for me back when I was a producer. I'll always remember this home builder, general contractor. Um, I had a client who was a home builder of residential track developments, okay? Not a very large builder, but they they had a number. Of them. Maybe I think it was like four or five different track developments going on at any one time. And they were using several hundred subcontractors from really kind of all across um, the Central Valley of California, right? Now, maintaining accurate and adequate additional insurance certificates of insurance from all their projects really was kind of a nightmare for the client. Um, and really it, it sort of fell into the lap of the office manager who, you know, bless her heart. She was great at what she did. She just wasn't an insurance person, obviously. Um, so she didn't really kind of know what she was doing. The insured had their office manager, a clerical person trying to track and monitor, monitor the abundance of the additional insured certificates. But, you know, they didn't know what they were looking for. She didn't know like the differences between coverages and the different kind of wordings and so forth. So really they were just like tracking pieces of paper, but having no idea whether or not coverage even existed. And so there was a time which I was having lunch with this client. He was telling me about his frustrations of just dealing with subcontractors and the insurance nightmare of constantly having to get updated certificates of insurance whenever a general liability policy renewed or a workers' compensation policy or an auto policy or an excess policy. They were always having to like track all of these certificates from each of their subcontractors. So we just started chatting about it. And, you know, I, I was like, occasion, I told him that occasionally we get involved in some of the Harrier certificates of insurance to kind of help him with it. And he, it was at that point in the conversation, he looked at me and he just, he said, out of curiosity, how much would you charge if we hired you to like take care of all of that for us? To find out from the subs, you know, what they've got on their insurance policies to get the right certificates, you track it, you monitor it, all that. How much, how much would it be? And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, I don't really think I want to do that. Uh, that sounds like a lot of work. 
Um, I was just kind of like kicking it around in my mind. We were just like kind of sitting there chatting for a few minutes and I'm like asking him questions like, well, like how many different subs do you have? Okay, you're using the same roofer for each of the projects. Okay, yeah, you are on that one. Okay, great. So that, I'm just like trying to figure out how many subs it was. Finally, I threw out a number of $35,000 a year. For an additional $35,000 a year, I and my team would start tracking these. And he actually signed a check right then and there. Um, I kind of expected him to balk at it, but he actually signed a check you know, made payable to the agency. Um, he actually did that for three consecutive years. So the agency made $105,000 in um, additional revenue above and beyond what we were getting from all of his policies just to track the certificates of insurance. So, I mean, we drew up a contract. We kind of like put A, B, and C together on what we would or wouldn't do and so forth. And it worked out. Great, great way in which to sort of increase revenue to the agency on a fee-based project. I know of another smaller insurance agency in the Midwest, which writes a lot of commercial property managers. Um, you know, those property managers have the same headaches with tenant renewal certificates of insurance that, you know, even my you know, general contractor client had. But this smaller agency was like a five-person insurance agency. I mean, it wasn't that big. Maybe, like, at, at best it was 10, 11, maybe 12 people max. That was it. Okay? But they actually came up with a much better solution to the problem that I did. This particular agency hired a local computer software developer to create a tailored software program for them that would track certificates of insurance for renewal dates, limits, compliant issues. Okay. Now, mind you, this was probably like 15, 20 years ago from the time in which I'm recording this. But they paid this developer about $25,000 to create it. Um, and it was like an internet-based certificate compliance program. And they, they paid this guy to bring it to a final point of, you know, being ready to, to put it out there in the marketplace. Now, that small agency sold the software program as an additional service to both current clients and prospective clients. So they sold it to their current clients and they sold it to prospective clients. They gave a better, um, a better cost to their current clients. And I think even on the bigger ones, they threw it in. It was like a way in which to like solidify the relationship. The last time I checked, that small agency was collecting about a million dollars a year just from the fees for that software service alone, right? And there's no commission that they pay to the eight, to the other producers on it. It's just straight to the insurance agency's bottom line. Um, that's above and beyond whatever commissions they're getting from all of those accounts who were doing business with them because they wanted to also have access to someone monitoring and tracking all of those search for them. I'm just telling you that the op opportunities for creating fee-based products are limitless permission nation. It just depends upon how creative you can get. And so ask your current clients, ask them in your micro niche or any like prospective clients in your micro niche, what are the biggest headaches or frustrations they have in their business or industry? Then Create a solution to fix their biggest challenge. Creating niche-based, fee-based products is part of the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business. I think I may have even mentioned this in the past, but you know, one of my clients who got over a million-dollar broker of record letter, a million-dollar commission on one broker of record letter, um, you know, he was one who was in a transportation industry. He helped transportation companies find new drivers help them kind of create a whole process to find new drivers. And that was like what he did. Like there's just so many different things that you could do to really um, create something that is of value to the industry or micro niche that you're going after. Finally, here's the last one, number seven. 
You need to have some kind of an accountability group. Some kind of an accountability group that you can you can run ideas off of. Somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Somebody who is going to actually make sure you're doing the work. Because if you're like most insurance people out there, most insurance producers, frankly most salespeople, is that there will be peaks and valleys when it comes to your prospecting. There will be times in which you're doing a lot and then times in which you're doing nothing. And you might even be in one of those moments right now where you're just like not doing too much. You're just not really all that involved in actually doing the work. Well, I would tell you, you need some people to hold you accountable. You need somebody to actually like hold you accountable to making sure that you're doing the work, asking you the hard question, motivating you, giving you the motivation to actually doing it, hearing about what's working for them and what they're doing, and then you can begin implementing it, implementing it as well. So I would tell you, having an accountability group is very, very important, right? And, and when, you look at, when you look at insurance producers who are just coasting, who haven't really written a lot of new business lately. They're just like, they're just happy to pay the bills, whatever it is. Or insurance producers who really haven't like written any business, they're just not prospecting. What's really the reason? Well, for the most part, lack of accountability. And so, you know, hiring a business coach, a, a personal sales consultant, or even starting an accountability group is probably one of the best things you could ever do, either for yourself or even really for the producers at your agency. You know, it's never enough to set a goal at the beginning of the calendar year and then wait until year's end to see how you did. Every single millionaire producer I know of has sales accountability in place one way or the other. And so, look, you can work with someone like me. You can find some people yourself, maybe people at your agency. I would probably tell you find somebody outside of your agency, um, not like another agency. I'm just talking, look, you know, you can find uh, accountants, lawyers, other people who are salespeople, and you just like kind of form little accountability groups to make sure that you are really doing what you're supposed to be doing. Look, you can never have too many good opinions, and some of the best opinions will come from people unfamiliar with insurance, but they're well-versed in business and entrepreneurial leadership. And so they're going to have really good ideas that you can utilize going forward. So setting goals is important, but you must also create the systems necessary in order to achieve those goals. Accountability is absolutely important. It is a must. But if you're looking to build a $1 million book of, a bit of business, it is not just a must. It's something you need to start doing today. Like today, not next month, not next year, not next quarter, but now. Hire a sales coach, a consultant who understands insurance. Surround yourself with very smart business people who can give you a different perspective. I really feel that that is the best way to go about this. And with that said, let me just tell you, I actually feel that I have something that could potentially help you, that really could help you going through this whole process. It's called the 12X Group Coaching Mastermind. It's my mastermind program. I would encourage you to actually get involved. Take a look at my website. Go to permissiongroup.com. You can go towards the top and hover over Mastermind and check it out. Okay. Now, I would tell you that if you don't have something like this, go find it. But I actually have it all set up right now 
And I'm sort of restructuring the mastermind where anybody who is a mastermind member, while they are a current member, gets full access to everything that I have. All of my digital courses, you know, my LinkedIn course, which teaches you how to use LinkedIn, my digital course, which is Millionaire Producer School, um, my, my other mastermind library, I've got about 100 different training videos in there which teach you how to do different things like scripting, how to do emails, how to lead an appointment, all of that, just training videos. Plus, I do two live coaching sessions typically each week. And the mastermind is where we're going through and I'm coaching all the people who are coming on the mastermind with the curriculum, the content, the training, but then you're even hearing how other people are doing it and getting suggestions from other people who are actually in the trenches with you. So it works really, really well. But I would tell you, you must commit. Again, I'm not trying to make this necessarily a a sales pitch for my mastermind. You can go do this and just kind of create your own, and I would encourage you to do that. That's fine. But if you want something that's really geared towards insurance and where I focus on my curriculum and really helping insurance agents understand the value of permission and how to get more signed broker of record letters, come into the 12X Group Coaching Mastermind. I'm going to be switching it up that it'll be $997 to get access to it for a full six months. So for less than $1,000, it'll teach you how to build a million-dollar book of business. You'll have full access to everything for a complete six months. Really, the issue now comes down to it is whether or not you're going to need, you're going to do what you know you need to do in order to be successful. Millionaire insurance producers don't, don't feel like just coasting is an adequate solution. You really have to kind of push yourself to the next level. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or if you have questions even about the mastermind and whether or not it would be something that would be a really good fit for you, send me an email, charles at permissiongroup.com. Charles at permissiongroup.com. And I'd love to have a chance to just kind of tell you a little bit about it and see if it might be a good fit for you. But that's it, folks. You want to build a $1 million or more book of business? Those seven things that we talked about today, I really feel are like the core essentials in order to do that. The question now comes down to you. What are you going to do about it? My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance producers how to build a $1 million or more book of business through sign broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. 
But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.